How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Hey y'all, I'm Allison Asarch from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids Hunters. This is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My favorite bands from Australia. My two favorite podcasts is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Undiscovered music and pretty old hosts. Now, before I welcome in our, our, well, I'll welcome in our co-host down there. We've got Braggy and we've got Rossi. And first cab off the rank this week, some more sad news. We've lost some amazingly strong musicians, Jeff Beck and Renee Gaia. Not a good start to the year. No, it is not. It's but I not. guess, uh, Rossi and Curly, we're all, we're, all three of us are getting to that age now where the people we liked when we were younger, are, are, yeah, they're getting pretty fucking old. And so, you know, that's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. And a lot of these people have lived a pretty hard life. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like they haven't, because of the nature of the work they do, their bodies give up a little bit quicker than us than us mere mortals, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Did you ever work with Renee Rossi? I've done shows with Renee. I particularly remember doing the Manly Jazz Festival with her, and I, oh. yeah, like I, all my friends warned me. I said, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she could be absolutely terrifying on her day. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, got her on a very good day. She was delightful. It was a great show, <laughs> and she sang the house down like uh, like yeah like it was probably geez I think it'd be nineties I guess it was outdoors on Manly Beach nice place to do a show oh, beautiful yeah. she, she had a had a killer band of guys like um, guys like uh, Steve Edmonds was playing guitar she'd have um, had P- Peter Luscombe on drums sometimes no it's John Kennedy John Kennedy who was Ooh. yeah like he was. Yeah, like he, he's a battle. He's a bat, He's a veteran. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's like he didn't look well before he went on. They pretty much yeah just like sat him on the stool, <laughs> popped him up, and away he went. Had got a bass player called Harry Bruce, who's like yeah. man, this band was smoking, and her voice was yeah. Delight- but yeah, like I was very cautious, but she was delightful. I gotta say, yeah. and yeah. the voice was like sublime. Very strong-willed lady, from what reading, what I've read about, and I'm currently reading um, Stuart Coop's book on uh, Paul Kelly, mm. and there's a small segment in when Paul and Renee collaborated, and then the reflections from both on that collaboration, mm. and they basically the reflection was they were both expecting the other to be more difficult than what they were. So, <laughs> an interesting. <laughs> An interesting tidbit about Renee is that early in her career, her piano player was your Jonathan Coleman. Oh, oh truly. Yeah. I didn't know that. The comedian. Yeah, the yeah. media who died. But uh, John played yeah. piano for her. And he's prodigiously brilliant piano player, I might add. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. There's a, there's a, now, you two guys. Sorry. I said there's a YouTube um, a clip of her. It's a full concert at the basement in Sydney. It's it's a good one to check out, and she does mm. gives a bit of background on her career as well. It's fantastic, and there's amazing musos in that. 
So she she is a high caliber. She um nearly broke America, and they were playing her on all of the yeah the like the race stations, and until they just until they discovered she was a white Jewish woman from Australia. Because she, didn't yeah, she, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rossi, she, she sang back up on one of Sting's solo albums, I think. She uh, fr- uh, did free, so much free, stuff. Set them free, free, free. I think that's her. Gurus as well. Now. Yeah, yeah. Her, but see, Vanetta Fields, who moved out here, she did all that Steely Dan stuff and all that sort of stuff. So, like, there's a couple of women who are just, you know, vocalists, like a you know, world class, beyond world class, you know, and that mm. would be Renee Gaya, you know. Mm. Now, last on the weekend, we had a meeting of the minds. We had the Railmiter boys meeting up with the Jupiter Five oh, and Rossi. Man. How did all that go Tell down, guys? That was awesome. It was just a shame we couldn't hang right till the end of Rossi's set because the guys, all the guys, were blown away. Rossi, it was fantastic. You guys come out and just kicked it, and your singer, fucking hell, yeah, man, what, he's, he's, a fit, the, he's a fit-looking fella. He's fit-looking boy. He looks good, but he can. Yeah. His his voice is like, even Robbie. Stanley is like, wow. How old is he, Rossi? Uh, look, it's a secret. I, I, I don't think any. I don't think anyone knows. He looks like one of those guys <laughs> that wouldn't wouldn't say he how old he is. But I tell you what, I reckon he's he's older than me, and his voice was amazing, man. You guys were great. He, yeah, yeah. Jay J Uni. He's been around in yeah. a number of forms over the years, and okay. we love him. He's just he's a circus. We don't know what yeah. he's ever going to do. We All just gonna get say. out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what he's going to do or say or how he's going to dress. We just build a platform, get out of the way, and let him do what he does. He said some oh, great. Cool he said some great things. That was really good. Sydney seems like it's alive and pumping again down there. It's in, starting. In anyway. Starting to yeah. yeah Start, it's starting to take on. The Duke is a spectacular venue in Emerald Road. Mm. Yeah, me too. It's a great room. Mm. Now, Braggy sent me through a one small snippet of the show, and I won't play it tonight, but I might um, throw that up on the Facebook oh, group. Definitely. But but I saw another one with Jupiter 5, and, and Rossi, can I say you are not a Brewster-type guitarist? You're prowling that stage like it's nobody's business. So. <laughs> Rossi's got the moves. Yeah. Well, well, I actually have to, like, I have to communicate between the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, yeah, we, yeah. They're good blokes. We, we, I've known all of those men for, you know, thirty-five plus years. Oh, yeah. Except for the drummer. Yeah, he, I, I was, was going to say the for, drummer looked like he's a few, quite a few years younger than the other you other four he, guys. Well, he's he's my oldest stepson, and I was at the hospital the day he was born. Well, Rossi's. Have we lost Rossi? No, I'm here. Oh, he's always back. Okay, back. yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Dropped yeah. Out ja- for a James. James is my oldest stepson, and he is a guitar player and a piano player and a designer. But he drums all right, I reckon. He goes pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good. it was great to see. Absolutely great to see. Now, the big question. So, you guys do not know what this episode is about, no. which is really cool. So, and I'm going to explain it in just a sec. But before I do, there's a big question I have to ask. Um, I spell Rossi with a Y. So when I'm talking about Rossi on the Facebook page, I'm spelling it with a Y. Braggy spells it with an I. So, Rossi, what do you prefer? Is it the Y or the I? Well, I think you'll find traditionally it's with the Y. And um, sexually, I've got a custom badge on my base rig that spells it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll spell it that way. Big question. It is. <laughs> I think it's probably because I'm just, you know, I'm probably just going, oh, France, like Francis Rossi, you know, from status yeah, quo. Yeah. I, I, I knew, I knew it came from somewhere. Yeah, I had a mate but, who used to call me Paolo after Paolo. the footballer, Paolo uh, Rossi. Okay, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But in all seriousness, <clears throat> I did ask a big question during the week, and it was if um, the spirit of rock and roll came down and granted you one wish for one opportunity to go back in time to see any band artist at any stage of the, their career, what and who would that be? And I know that this got you guys thinking, and I know that you got your brains trusts around you Man, to ask I went to very similar questions. 
So how'd it go? Who'd you choose? Well, let's start with Rossi. Okay. I decided to go to a, a, what I consider to be a pivotal point in modern rock history. The day is the 4th of July, 1976. It's at the Roundhouse in London. It was the Flaming Groovies playing with the Ramones and the Stranglers. Wow. Ooh. The Ramones' first yeah. gig in England. Now, this yeah. this day is steeped in, in um, myth and legend, yeah? And basically, the only people who were, like, it was about 1,500-seater, but they had the guys from the Damned were there, the Ruts and the Slits. The Sex Pistols were rumoured to be there, but they weren't. They were playing, they were playing in Sheffield. Yeah. And they were doing that night, that very same night, they were playing with The Clash, who was The Clash's first gig the same day. Wow. The next night, the next night, the Ramones played in London again, and the Pistols and the Clash and everyone turned up, including the Stranglers and Paul Simon, and got into a fight with JJ Burnell and stuff. But that's the view that that's when they legitimately say that the, punk the new scene started. had arrived. That's when it all started. Yeah. There's a lot of stories around that night, and I, I love that. I would love to have been there to have a look. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Braggy? Fucking hell. Well, I had a short list that was about 10 fucking concerts long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started with Mozart in Vienna in 1791. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon that, okay. well, you know, fuck, wouldn't you like to be there? To see that? Yeah. I, yeah. I did say, I did say any artist, any time. You did. Um, and then I went to... James Brown at the Apollo, yeah, well, in New York, yeah, nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm a kind of a yeah. funk, funky disco sort of guy, really at heart. So I thought that yeah, would yeah. that would have been amazing. I had the Oils at um, the Capitol Theatre, maybe about oh, eighty-four. Wow. I, I think it was we were there. Ten nine. Yeah, we were there. I would have loved to have been <laughs> there. Uh, but I'm going to go with, and I know you said no. Um, you said no festivals, Curly. So technically, I haven't gone for a festival, but I, <laughs> but I'm going to go with um, the band playing at the Winter Ballroom. Their last concert was filmed by Martin Scorsese. It's a movie called The Last Waltz. The Last Waltz, because it had yeah. it, there was Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, Van Morrison. They were all there playing with them. Doctor John, Doctor John. So I'm going to go yeah. with that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. It was, it was a question that was um, part of a lunchtime conversation of work during the week, and I just thought that's a fucking cracker. And and the reality for me, just um, what's well, yours, Curly? Hang on. Yeah, yeah. What's yours? I, I I saw the Style Council in Sydney at the Horden Pavilion, yeah. going back to in the eighties. But the one, if there was. If that opportunity ever presented itself, I'm going back to see the jam when they were the angry jam and not the dance jam. Um, early days um, in the city, yeah. you know, going underground, you know, really just seeing them as a three-piece with energy and a little bit of angst against the world. It's a, so It's a funny point you make because – when I went yeah. and saw Midnight Oil do their last show at the Horden this year, I met up with some friends of friends. And one of the friends of friends is an English bloke. And this English bloke yeah. was a filmmaker who'd done clips and films and stuff. And he shared offices with the jam wow. back in London in the day. And I and asked him, who is the band you like the most? And he said, well, he loved the jam, but they were very kind to him. And like he was, was mm. right in their inner sanctum. But his favourite band and we both bonded over our love of the Tom Robinson band. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a but two, the jam four, six, eight, four, six, motorway. Eight, motorway. Yeah. yeah, but Tom Robinson band. But this guy was telling me all the stories of the jam and how Paul Weller's dad kind of ran the, ran with a – it was they're, they're handy men and you weren't going to mess with them. Oh, and, okay. And a, London boys. They had an impetus. <laughs> yeah. There was an impetus and nothing was going to stop them. Yeah. yeah, I would have loved to have seen the Angry yeah. Jam too. I think. Yeah, I, that would have been just awesome. And and I guess that's the formation for the idea of tonight's show. Okay. So tonight's show is called Battle of the Bootlegs, right? Right. So the other 
re- recently we had a gentleman called Darren Whittle on who did his five songs of meaning and he pointed me in the direction of a page where there was some bootlegs of some bands. So it's a very similar concept. We're going to be listening to two bits of two bootlegs from two bands, similar stage in their career and uh, as in very embryonic, just the initial forays out into the world of live music from a location. So they come from the same location. We're talking mid-80s. So Sydney indie music scene was, you know, pretty much the top of the pops. But, you know, the same localism or tribalism was seen in Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide. But this city laid claim to do bands who both ventured south um, to further quest their success. And they've had success with varying degrees and one is still recording. The place I'm talking about is Townsville. It's mid-80s. It's an army town. Mm. It still is an army town. But it had a uni, a community radio station, an import record shop and a couple of other music stores where musos thrived a good culture of pubs, drinking and live music. It was about 110,000 people. And this is in the time before McDonald's had even got to Townsville. So the two bands we're talking about who are going to battle tonight are the Spliffs and the Mad Men, right? So let me tell you a little bit about the bands, the Spliffs, and you're probably going to tell me more anyway. So the Spliffs were formed in Townsville in '85 by University Friends Ian Christensen on lead uh, vocals, Andrew Reid on drums, Tim Corcoran on guitar and vocals, Jamie Forsberg on lead guitar, and Braggy's friend John Watson on bass guitar. They entered a local heat of the Battle of the Bands where they played four songs uh, to win. Kelly, um, actually, uh, beside that. actually the drummer Andrew Reid was in my band before mm. he played with the Spliffs. Room 16. Yeah. Yeah. The alphabet dance. No, before that, it? Room 16. Uh, before yeah. that. So the Spliff's debut single was You Know What They'll Say. It was released in 1986. And the bootleg that we're listening to actually comes from 85. So, And John Watson, of course, went on to have great success launching his own music couple company. Um, the Mad Men, they operated between 80 and 90 and in that time building up a really big fan base in Townsville where they lived and Brisbane and ultimately Sydney. They released four slabs of vinyl. The lineup was Tim. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. Stuart on guitar, Tony Blades on drums, and Cameron Hurst on bass. The Mad Men morphed into Scream Feeder, who are still gigging and recording today. And their bootleg is from the 1987 Battles of the Battle of the Bands. First up, the first song that we'll be hearing from them is from their four-song Heat, and uh, which somehow got interspersed with some Triple J sponsorship messages. <laughs> so, and then the the most of their songs that we'll hear tonight are coming from uh, their, the final of that that same Battle of the Bands. All right. I, so, how does that, that sound? So, good. you guys are going to be given a choice. So, the spirit of rock and roll has come down and said, "I'm going to give you a choice." to go back in time to see either the Spliffs in 85 or the Mad Men in 87, and I'm going to give you three songs from each band yep. that you can sit back 
and choose which one you're going to go to. I need to know the venues. I'm also, um, well, <laughs> James Cook University. <laughs> I do not know the venues, but I do, on the splits recording, it says the Tic-Tac-Toe Club. So I'm not aware of where that was. So, and I asked some questions of people and it couldn't be told to me. No, so. I don't know where that is either. Now, I'm also going to encourage anyone listening to this. Now, the bootlegs are bootlegs, right? So you're going to hear the music, but you're also going to hear guys chatting up chicks. You're going to hear <laughs> drinks clinking. It, you're going to hear it. all of that. So, so it's a live venue. Um, and also share with us, who would you go back and see? Would it be the Spliffs or would it be the Mad Men? These are right? the days where people used to turn up with cassette recorders in their pocket to bootleg, right? <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. And like, I know, I, know, so, I know some people have done a lot of that over the years and just there's some shockers out there. It's great. Yeah, there are. Th- these ones aren't bad. I'm pretty so, sure these would be desk tapes. Um, reckon, Ooh, gig tapes. I reckon, that, reckon they'd be desk tapes. tapes. Yeah, I think so. I reckon so too. So we had a toss before the before the show, and the spliffs are going to start off first, and okay. they're going to start with their opener. Now I don't know whether this is a cover or an original. I hadn't heard the song before I'd actually heard it, but um, this is the spliffs opener, which I've loosely called "Buckle Up, Let's Dance." <laughs> <laughs> So after every every song, all I want you to do is a quick sum up. But um, do you get the feeling you know what you're in for if you've got that as an opener? Um, have, well, if I if if I've never heard the band, I'm thinking it doesn't. It, it it's not a typical spliff song. It sounds like they're still looking for their their sound there. Yeah, I think the post punk is strong in that one. Yeah, okay. The whole post-punk scene, the clean guitars and the yeah, the 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 the, juxta, the the sort of jagged juxtaposed rhythm is very post-punk, you know, like that. There was a lot of that around. New wave, yeah, it's very new the, wave, yeah. Yeah, 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 which yeah. is yeah, if you called the spliffs, there's going to be some pot there in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so we're going to move on to the Mad Men opener. Now, I've got to hand it to these guys. These guys are gutsy. They 
had a four song set as a heat in the 87 Battle of the Bands. Three of them were originals. So I I think that, and they opened with an original. So I, I would imagine the, um, you would be tempted to go with something that the audience knows. Um, but they went with the song called Almost Past Caring. Hey, for the Madman. How are you feeling with that one? Well, it started off, I was thinking Rat Cat. Remember them? Yeah. Oh, very well. And then, um, but I really love that little breakdown that they did at the end there. That's, for, for obviously they're very young there. That's a, that's a different way to yeah, think it, of things. It, it's, a, it's a useful <clears throat> track, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a it's got track. that whole young young boy vibe, you know? It does. And the pop, in, the bouncy little, pop of the young men. Yes. And you can tell the singer yeah. it's not that experienced. He seems like he's a little bit nervous. But I I like the words, the what I could pick up, and I think just the title, Almost Past Caring, that sounds a little bit more interesting to me than the last one, than the, than the splits. 
Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm intrigued and knowing where those guys end up, of course. But, uh, mm. yeah, there's, there is that sort of Husker-do sort of the American sort of Northwest sort of thing going on there too. Mm. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. More of an, an American influence than a British influence, I think. Yeah, good call. Mm. Good call. Yeah. I, I, I love the bass. You can yeah. really feel the bass all the way through that song. Mm. And it's a three-piece, and there's a lot of noise there. Yeah, yeah. So. I like a noisy three-piece. It's, <laughs> it's not as good a recording, unfortunately, for them as the last one. Yeah. That's all right. Absolutely. We get it. All righty, so let's move on to covers. Now, the covers, once again, um, the Spliffs did a number of covers of the Easy Beats, so I was almost going to choose Sorry, <laughs> but... Um, which I know is a pocket watch cover, <laughs> but I went for another one because um, a because this is going. I wanted to play this one at, as my wedding song, and uh, we couldn't get back in those days. Of course, you either had the record or you didn't. There was no such thing as streaming. They did a this cover of "Melt with You." This is the Spliffs. <laughs> Think. 
crowd, the crowd's locking it there, wherever that tic-tac-toe yeah. oh, They're having a lot of fun. Yeah. There is a lot of fun happening at this gig. Yeah. <laughs> I find the it, it's a really strong vocal. Yeah, but good, good it's vocal. really strong vocal. The, vo- the vocal's really strong. Bassline is very much of its era. Yes. And, yeah. Nowadays, like that song's a great song, and great songs sort of endure. And that's like a that's yeah, been it's a used in like that Stranger time, Things or. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players, right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov slash consult. Stranger Things have popped, that's popped up. It's popped up in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That song's sort of you know, done the rounds a fair bit. Yeah. It's still like, that's a, yeah. I think it's a very credible version of that. Yeah, that did. That's a, yep. I'm, I'm cool with that. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There wouldn't have been. Ma- hey, right, listen. listen to the- there wouldn't. There wouldn't have been any other yeah. bands in Townsville covering modern English at that time. What was it? Eighty-five. That's right. Yeah, there would have been no one else in a small yeah. town. I, I know the bands I was in then. Yeah. Weren't, we weren't covering that. So there wouldn't have been a lot of bands covering the Easy Beats at that particular no, time. Right. Well, there would have yeah. been, well, that, but I'm- they would all would have been pretty. They would have been older than me. <laughs> Yeah, Bob, yeah, that would have been RSL band. Yeah, Bob Wackley right. from the Screaming Tribesmen came from Townsville. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we came up there in, I think, 86, 87 and played at James Cook University. Yeah. Oh. And I remember staying in the travel lodge and it was so hot, yes. we moved our beds onto the balcony. There you go. Because we couldn't <laughs> sleep. It was just like, it was just Stupid. insane. Yeah. Yeah, Townsville, man. We, uh, we had a good time, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most people who we go think, there, yeah. uh, Rossi, say that. We think we had a good time there. We went to the They looked island. after yeah, us, I believe. Yeah. I think they looked yeah. after us. Yeah. There is a culture, isn't there? <laughs> There's a culture. So the Mad Men, um, <clears throat> once again, very impressed with this cover for one simple reason. Uh, the concert was 1987. The cover that they do came out in 1987. And it's a cover from a band called The Jesus and the Mary Chain. Chain. Wow. Was it that who, early? Wow. I didn't realize yeah, that was that early, Jesus and the Mary would Chain. would not have been too many people in Townsville that would have known this song, no. let alone who The Jesus and the Mary Chain. Anyway, they do a great cover of April Skies. I wanted to get proud audience as well. That's good.
So they went. Are they? Are they English? Are they English? Jesus the Scottish. Mary Scottish. Scottish. Okay. So they. So they gone to England now. The British Isles now. Uh, Rossi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really you can hear that. I love a Scottish band. I love a Scottish band. <laughs> Simple Minds, Teenage Fan Club, love them all. They're all great. But yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's good. That you can hear that. Pop sensibility in that one, yeah, yeah. That had me. They, 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 they sound be, more would, confident in that one, don't they? Yeah, I'd be enjoying that if I was there. And what yeah. I'd also think is that, like, to pick up a song like that in 1987 in Townsville takes a lot of work. Nowadays, it's easy, right? Yeah, you've got yeah. the got yeah, you just a couple of clicks away. You go and have a listen. But for young folk to pick up that music and to embrace it and turn it around. <laughs> Yeah, so, it takes a good ear. Yeah. I don't think we have Triple J. Or no. do we have Triple J by then? No, this is pre Triple J. Well, before Triple J, J, J so comes there. That's, yeah. that's before we lost Triple J. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had Triple and Double J, and it killed yep. us. Down here, we lost we lost the platform for everyone. And then all of a sudden, yeah. we're here in the Hilltop Hoods. It's like, who cares? Where's the latest Stooges band? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I oh, don't yeah. knock the hoods. So, That's so my local two boys. Two things stand out for me. <laughs> that was two an things. example. Okay. okay. It was not so an attack. Things, I know. I know. Two things that are standing out to me with the Mad Men is, A, they've got the guts to make, mm. like the spliffs are, are in that two-minute, three-minute window. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Mad Men have the, a little bit more courage to go a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But, but – um, to start with uh, an original yep. and then do a cover that not very many no. people will have known. Now, the other only other cover that they did in the bootlegs uh, in the final one was Away From The Numbers by The Jam. Okay. So once again, it's not like it's a top 10 hit from no. 10 years ago. No. It's a That's an album track. But is Curly showing his hand, Braggy? More well, maybe. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, possibly, possibly. But let's look at the the original then. So here we go. The final two songs from the band. Uh, the Spliffs will go first, and this is on the B side of their single that was released the very next year. It's a song called I Know a Girl. It's another original Spliff original.
Alrighty. Braggy, I can see you're itching to talk about that one. Three minutes. <laughs> three minute pop song. <laughs> Two, yeah, two twenty seven in fact. Yeah. That's where they that's where they were going, eh? That that sort of that sort of style yeah. stuff. It's not quite sunny boys. Um, but yeah, it's that yeah, I like them. I got a soft spot for the the splits because I know a couple of those guys. So, although I haven't talked to them for a long time, but yeah, that, and that's before. I know it's only two years. I know it's eighty five and eighty seven, but that's a that's a fair time. Yeah, in t- mm. two years. You know, between Those clean between guitars. Games. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, yeah, crystal clean guitars. Yeah, dirty up those guitars a bit and change it a little bit. I'm hearing voodoo lust. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds very Rick, we Rick, need and, to get a Rick and Buckery. Last, I think. Mm. Oh, I think I've got some around here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band. Yeah. So, but once again, the vocals. Um, yeah. On that one, Rossi. Yeah, good. It's just such a unique vocal. It is. It's a. It's very confident and strong vocal, and like for a band, a band of that level, you don't normally get that. I assure you. Mm. <laughs> and they're yeah. tight. They're tight. Sometimes you. Aren't they? they are. They're, yeah, they're rehearsed and done their work. Yep. Mm. All righty. So the last one is the Mad Men. So this is their original. It's um, part of their recorded works. And it's a song called That's Okay With Me. Oh, swinging it.
Oh. So, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, the last thing I was expecting was for them to play something that swung. So, these guys have surprised <laughs> me three times. So, mm. yeah. What do you think mm. of that one, Rossi? All right. So, it's, well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I, I've, I'm wearing different hats. Yeah, me I'm too. wearing all different hats. Like if I was, yeah, if I was a judge, if I was actually picking a winner of a band comp, I'd have a different outlook to, I think this, uh, if I was someone working for a record company, I'd go, yeah. I so def- don't tell me your choice no, yet. No, don't no, tell no, me no, your no, choice no. yet. I'd say, Just... develop this or work on that or come up with that or I like this. But yeah, yeah. That, there's some really interesting, that, that sort of modal swing groove throughout. It was really sort of yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. So what I'm going to ask you both to do is sum up what you've heard from both the the summary of the three songs. Just do a bit of a summary and then I'm going to say Rossi goes first, Braggy goes second, and then we will say who are you going to go see. Okay. All right. How's that? Yep. Okay. We can so do that. So Rossi. First up, the Spliffs, the three songs that you've heard from the Spliffs. How are you feeling? I, I, I thought the Spliffs as an act were pretty well developed. I thought they, yeah, it appeared to me as though, like, yeah, they'd found their feet, they knew what they were doing. That's what it appeared to me. Yeah, the strong vocal is a very hard thing to, yeah, like that, that, yeah, you know that, yeah, you can't fix a bad singer, you can't fix a bad drummer. You can mm. fix anything else that's bad. But if you've got a bad singer or a bad drummer, you're going to stand out. And that's with those guys, what I was hearing in those songs is they were sticking out. Now, I've I, I got a vague recollection that their career kind of ended up, there was like a road accident at some stage. I think they, they trashed their van, lost all their gear or something like that. Yeah. Okay. The great story of rock and roll, which has happened too many yeah. times. So I kind of go, and knowing that John Watson was in the band, he sort of came out of it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the Mad Men, the three songs from that. Well, yeah, Tim's, yeah, Tim was a re- Tim's a real goer. Like, yeah, that, yeah, for them to morph into Scream Feeder, or I think at one stage I called Scrum Feeder too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I know that they, yeah, they sort of, you know, took on all comers at one stage, and they were real contenders. You know, um, mm. it wasn't always my cup of tea. But like, yeah, I knew a lot of people who knew them well and they're very well regarded and they did very, very well. You could just see where they were heading. You could see listening to that. And anyway, uh, Scottish covers, you've won me. <laughs> so Braggy, summing up the split. You know, it's funny. If I, um, I think I, I agree with everything that, that Rossi said and I've just been thinking about it and I thought, you know, if I was – and I was in Townsville in those years, you know, so I – and if I was that age, you know, when that was happening, I probably would have preferred to go and see the spliffs, I think, because I was more into that. It's a bit more poppy. You know, that that's my... I think the chicks thing. would have been there. Yeah, the girls would have been That's where the chicks there, would have been, sure. mate. 100%. <laughs> but listen to it now after... That's 35 years. Listen to it now after listening to so mm. much music and playing music and so many different things. I, I, I think it's the other way around now. I think I would have been... I'd ra- if I was could go back from here now, I would have rather gone to the other gig because those guys were doing – they were just a little bit exciting for me. They were doing something really different, especially that last song. I kind of like that. It really – like, <laughs> like no, but you summed it up, Kelly. You said gutsy. You know? Mm, gutsy. So I've gutsy, already just cast yeah, my absolutely. vote. I don't know if I was supposed to, but I just did. All right. So Braggy's going back to see the Madman, yeah. correct? Yes. I never saw All them right, live. So. Rossi? Look, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably end up going to see both, and probably end up, <laughs> I'd probably end up tuning guitars for both of them too at some stage. But uh, <clears throat> I think, in all honesty, if I was picking, them, if I was looking at them from, from yeah, you know, like Battle of the Bands, yeah, you know, like I've got a, who's got the potential. I think that I found the Spliffs to be a far more developed act at this stage of their career, you know. Mm. But I know that, yeah, that the Madman went on to develop significantly, you know. Mm. Big catalogue of works, and and that Tim really worked very hard at making making all his stuff work. But at this stage, I'm voting the spliffs. 
Well, there okay, you go. So you're heading back to see the Swifts. Uh, and interestingly, both bands are bands that I've never seen. Um, <clears throat> my mates in Brizzy, like I, I went to Townsville in 88 and they were talking about the Spliffs and they were talking about the Mad Men and they were listening to it, but I never got a chance to see them at all. By the time I got to Townsville, both bands had left for the Southern Capitals. Um, but while I'm sitting here thinking the Mad Men are just gutsy and know their music, I'm going to go see the Spliffs because uh, yeah. I think I've got a real soft spot for the Spliffs and always have. And I just think that was one band that I probably regret not seeing live and it would have been a great opportunity to go back in, see them at that formative stage in 85. And as Rossi said, the chicks would have been there. True. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell, Reedy's, Reedy's going to kill me. I think he tunes in sometimes to this. The drummer, Reedy. I'm, still, yeah. still in contact, I'm still in contact with him. Some I, he lives down in Brazil or the Gold Coast somewhere. So every now and then I talk, I, I do a message on him with Facebook. He's still playing in different bands, just cover bands, but he's a good boy. So wherever you're listening to this or watching this, who would you choose to go see? Let us know. Send us a message. Hmm. Put it on the Facebook comments. What band are you going to go see? It's not about saying who's the better band. No, You're just yeah. getting a vibe for two bootlegs and which one is it that you want to go to. The other thing, if you do have, um, if you like the format and if you happen to have a bootleg or two hanging around, let us know yeah. and um, we'll do another Battle of the Bootlegs. So, well done, Curly. Um, it was just an opportune time. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. It certainly had us had us on our toes, Braggy. Fucking yeah. hell, it did. Put the pressure straight on. <laughs> I go, mm, okay. Hey, hey yeah. before we go, yeah. I just want to, because I, I, I think, and Rossi would probably be the same, I sent that question out to a whole bunch of people. I sent it out to the Rail Motor Boys. I sent it out to a lot of my friends yeah. here in Musos and friends who aren't Musos. I just want to, I just yeah. can I just read a couple of things that people sent back Go for it. that I thought that I thought were really cool. I had um I had Jeff Buckley at CBGB's nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had um, Nina Nina Simone uh, at Town Hall in Newport in nineteen sixty, and I had. Mm-hmm. In excess at Wembley Stadium, nineteen ninety one, yeah. from someone. So that's just a couple yeah. other viewpoints. Interesting. Yeah, I got yeah, a few. Of my, a few of mine came in. Of course, one of the guys I work with closely said he would go to um, Thin Lizzy at the Opera House in nineteen seventy eight. But oh. we we're both there anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. laughing about. We're going, yeah, yeah, and we still talk about it all, almost every day. <laughs> oh, um, that's not fair. <laughs> but. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was a couple of others. Celibate Rifles at CBGB's who recorded a live Ooh. album. Wow, I never know. Yeah, yeah, they really? played there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. they played CBGB's. Did a lot. And my mate, the barman, was there, actually. There you go. Oh, but, yeah, the arch nemesis. Yeah, the, the nemesis. But, yeah, like that. And also Queen at the Hammersmith Odeon in 1976 as well, <sighs> which I think mm. Queen got swept away. By the rising tide of punk, you know? They did. They did. Yeah. But they but they still oh, they held it, didn't they? They held it. They did for a while. You know, they yeah. yeah, they jumped the shark a few albums in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hey, what about um the Beatles in Hamburg? Yeah, we Fuck. Look, I live with the Beatles. <laughs> I live with the Beatles nut. He tells me about it all the time. <laughs> Says they paid like three hundred shows there. I said, well, when you've played 300 shows, mate, you might be all right then. Yeah, yeah. they were doing, yeah, they yeah. were doing like six-hour shows, seven nights a week. No wonder, no wonder they can hear it. No wonder they were a good band. <laughs> There's nothing yeah, wrong with a band. Nothing wrong with a band. A hundred shows isn't going to fix. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a that's a now, Rossi-ism. for our listeners and our sorry, that was a Rossiism. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> nothing a hundred shows that can't fix. <laughs> Love it. So if anyone listening or watching this feels um, that they want to go check out the music of both the Splits and the Mad Men and subsequently Screen Feeder, the links will, of course, be in the show notes. Now, 
the other thing about the splits and one of the other reasons why the, their music's quite scarce. The, the only music on streaming platforms is their very first single. So they released an album called House of Seven and the only place that you can probably get that is through a secondhand mm. market thing, place like Discogs. So, mm. so I'll put some links in the show notes so that people can go check out the recorded music of both the Mad Men and the Spliffs and uh, potentially help the bands, of course. If you've liked this episode, please like, subscribe, and let us know what band you're going to go see. Of course, we're on YouTube. Uh, just uh, search for Unfiltered Undiscovered, Facebook, TikTok. We've also got a website, unfilteredandundiscovered.com. The music, well, maybe not tonight's music, but we'll put some of the music from the Mad Men yeah. into the playlist that we have on Spotify. Um of course, and in the words of Paul Weller, lights go out, walls come tumbling down. <laughs> from from <clears throat> thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks, Rossi. Thanks, Braggy. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, guys. Search from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids Hunters. This is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My favorite bands from Australia. My two favorite podcasts is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered and Undiscovered Podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.